My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. This is the post-Christmas episode. And for Christmas, I hope that you had a fantastic Christmas. I hope you had an absolutely wonderful, fantastic Christmas this year. Especially with all the shit that this year has thrown at you and us and everyone. I hope that you were able to just have a moment that you could really sit back and relax and be joyful, you know, during Christmas. Um, especially for those Christians of you out there, you know, this is our holiday. So I hope that you had a great day. Um, and even for those of you that don't believe, I hope that you at least, you know, had some time that you got to sit back and experience the magic of Christmas. You know, all of the warm feelings that come, and uh, especially when you're listening to all the songs and things like that, you know. Uh, how about this? Um, I should have done it beforehand, but I'll give you my favorite songs as well as my favorite movies for Christmas. Favorite song, hands down, and I started asking people at the different parties that I went to, what's your favorite Christmas song? My number one favorite song, well, dude, it's kind of a toss-up. Oh, Come, Oh, Come, Emmanuel. It's like it. Dude, if I ever get a, a movie made from the book, The Weapon, at some point, there will be like a fight scene. And I'm, oh, dude, I'm going to have somebody singing acapella, 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 um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, like slow and like, you know, brooding. and so, Oh, dude. That is, I get like shivers, right? When, or the, whatever you call them, when I hear that song, it is so, it is so awesome. So that's really good. And then I'm going to go to the exact opposite side of the spectrum to tell you that one of my favorite, (laughs) you're going to call me gay. One of my favorite, if not the favorite Christmas song is, uh, last Christmas by George Michael. (laughs) See, I don't hate gay people. In fact, I really enjoy some of the stuff that you guys throw out there. And uh, last Christmas, I don't know what it is about the song, man. It's just good. George Michael did just knock that one out of the park. So well done, sir. So those are my favorite ones. Uh, now, given like um, rocking around the Christmas tree is a great one. I um, I learned all the, the the lyrics to that one one year. I really like that one. Chuck Berry. Uh, what is it? Can't remember the title of it. You know you're the mastermind. Yeah, so Chuck Berry's, I can't remember whatever it is, uh, with uh, Run Run Rudolph. That's what it is. Um, That's a great one. Uh, My wife absolutely detests Michael Bubble. Michael Bublé. Uh, I think he's got the voice of Christmas. She hates it. She thinks he doesn't have much range or whatever. And I'm like, dude, from somebody who can't sing, me to Michael Dude, I wish I had his voice. That guy is Christmas. That that dude does it really good. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, and, and I like pretty much all of them. I don't like hearing them at Thanksgiving. Each season has its time, okay? You don't start putting out fucking Christmas decorations in October. I, everything is gonna, you got October's for Halloween, you know? Uh, Thanksgiving is November. Christmas is December. Stop fucking with shit. 
capitalism. As much as I love capitalism, yeah, there's some shit that they get wrong. And that stuff is stupid. Capitalism's got to work on that. Um, excuse me. So anyway, those are my favorite songs. Favorite movies. Come on. Whose movie, whose favorite movie is not Christmas or uh, Christmas Vacation? National, oh, no, I'm not. Can you guys speak English today? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is my number one favorite Christmas movie. Number two, Scrooged with Bill Murray. Phenomenal movie. Love that movie. And then, you know, I gotta say, the one that really gives me the, the, the warmth in my heart, Home Alone. It's a good one. And when he, when the, when the, uh, Thieves Finally Break In is the funniest part of the whole movie. But I love the build-up. It's great. It's a good movie. Um, and there's a couple of other good ones that are out there. A Christmas Story is great. You know, that's old school. I used to not like it when I was a kid. It felt like it was too boring or whatever. But it's really nice to see, like, back then, um, kind of all the ideas that they had for, you know, for for Christmas and stuff. And, and it's nice to, to really reach back and, and feel that nostalgia. So, um but yeah, watched almost all, I think I watched almost all but Scrooged. I didn't get to watch Scrooged this year and I didn't, oh shit, I gotta get over it. Alright guy, pass me up, fuckface, let's go. Dude! Oh, I can just stay in this lane. Okay, well, this guy's a dickhead. You know, one of those motherfuckers that sees you put on your, your, your blinker and then he's like, no, I'm gonna stay in your blind spot, fuck you, you know? Of course I am driving through Detroit right now. Anyway, those are my favorite movies got to watch almost all of them. I might just watch... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Uh, Die Hard and Die Hard 2. 100% are Christmas movies. They, they both happen at Christmas. They are Christmas movies. Okay? I'm going to end the debate. That is like... I think... It, isn't that the only movie that is... It's debatable if it's Christmas or not? Those are Christmas movies. 100%. I will fight you if you think they, they aren't. Um, and I did get to watch both of those. The beginning of, of Die Hard 2 with a naked guy doing martial arts is so fucking weird. It's so weird. And it's funny because my wife, who is, uh, she is super wholesome and, uh, she doesn't like cussing around the kids. However, the, that movie, she'll, she'll f- completely watch and won't say a word when they start dropping F-bombs. At one point, uh, Bruce Willis is beating the shit out of somebody and he's going, I'll fucking kill you. You know what I mean? My wife could, yeah, this is wholesome. This is great. <laughs> so, uh, those are a couple of really good ones too. I got to include those, but number one overall Christmas vacation. Um, and then for my songs is toss up between, uh, Ocum, Ocum Emmanuel and George Michael's last Christmas. So there you go. There's my picks. Um, and I got to experience all that. I had a great Christmas uh, my wife, like I said, we didn't even have to. So when my when you when you do that, when you start Christmas shopping earlier, you don't have to worry about shit like the supply chain, right? Fucking up necessarily at the end of it because the Democrats are in control. And what have I always said? They touch, they break everything they touch. Do they not? Is this country running well, like a well-oiled machine right now? Of course not. They're fucking up everything. They're terrible at things. And it's so bad, this Omicron shit, we just had a a couple, we just had a birthday party that we went to yesterday, where a couple of my relatives came in from New York, and they're out there. New York just had a, uh, one of the biggest days ever. 
fucking, I thought, it, the last I saw it was like 47 or 49,000 people uh, got infected with COVID in one day. He was like, no, 50. I was like, holy shit. He goes, yeah, this is a hard liberal. I don't want to say necessarily a, a, a hard leftist, but he's certainly hard liberal. And, um, but we get along. He's a super funny. Um, really good guy to, good to sit and talk with. He's one of the few liberals I, I don't want to just, you know, fucking argue with all day. So, but he was like, yeah, you know, um, he admitted that there's so many breakout or breakthrough cases that it's just a thing now. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, it, it, you can see it. Oh, motherfucker almost came into my lane. You could see it. Uh, oh, she's dancing. You dumb bitch. Fucking almost, almost sideswipe me because she's dancing. You know what? I'll take that back. I get it. I've danced in my car before. You know what I mean? I've gotten pretty pumped up. Usually I'm listening to like hardcore music where I'm wanting to fight somebody. But, you know, every once in a while I get that song where you just wanted to dance. I get it. I get it. Uh, so I'll take that back on her. She, she did almost sideswipe me. But you can see it with my, uh, with, with liberals that it's getting so bad that they just have to kind of, it's, it's gotten out of hand. Same with Joe Biden, right? This shit's gotten so out of hand. All of your mitigating efforts are all for naught. They don't work. You might as well just fucking go, okay, you know what? Let's have COVID parties. Let's just have people over. Everybody gets COVID. You know, the strong survive, the, the weaker ones die out. I mean, that's macroevolution, isn't it? Survival of the fittest, which is such a contradiction from the left who, who praise quote unquote science until it doesn't fit their narrative, until it doesn't go along with the, what they like and what they feel because their feelings are, are above all. Isn't that what CRT is all about? Fucking queefs. Anyway, um, I mean, it's, and by the way, that the, you would think that science had been canceled. I mean, they are kind of canceling it left and right, but you'd think overall, like, especially macroevolution would be canceled, um, because of what, what it says, <laughs> right? The survival of the fittest and shit like that, which is, um, you know, the strong survive. So why do we have welfare? Why are we taking care of the quote-unquote weaker of our uh, society? Listen, I'm not saying this. The leftist scientists are, are promoting it. Those who, who believe in macroevolution and shit like that, those are the ones that believe in this shit, right? So my question to them is, if that's what you believe, why are you protecting the weaker ones, right? In Christianity, we're told to go and, and uh, take care of those who are less fortunate than us right? To give money to the poor and to go visit people in, in hospitals and in prisons and stuff like that. We're about prison reform, not you fucking twats. You guys are about survival of the fittest. Yeah. Let the smartest, strongest peoples, uh, uh, flourish while the rest, you know, die out. You'll, you'll never get an answer from these twats about that shit. So, but anyway, it's good to ask the question, right? Um, I was going to say, I was going to segue into this next story about Kwanzaa, which starts on December 26th and goes to, I think, January 1st. Um, this fucking guy that started it. Kwanzaa is fake. But as I say it's fake, dude, if you want to believe in it, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You know? I don't give two shits. You want to believe in that Kwanzaa bullshit? Have at it. I'm not going to fight you about it, you know, that's just, and, and I'm not going to get all tore up and stuff. You want to celebrate it? Have at it, man. I just, 
know that it's fake. It was created in uh, 1966 by a guy named... Uh, fuck, what was his name? Hold on. Karenga? No, no, no. He's got a, He's got a, another fucking stupid name. Ron Karenga. And then he turned his name into Maulana Karenga. Started in 1966. He was an FBI... Some believe that he was an FBI stooge. Radical FBI stooge. Um... But he was a violent, uh, I don't know if you can call him a revolutionary. He was a violent dickhead. I believe that he had like a couple of women slaves to some effect. Was that him? So, um, yeah, he was a pretty shitty person. And uh, he thought that uh, Christmas was a white people holiday. So he was a racist piece of shit. And he created a, uh, um, a thing to celebrate out of racism. Yeah, like I said, if you want to believe it, have at it, dude. Well, you know, whatever. But I'm just going to hold up my belief that it's uh, horse shit. But you have people like uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot, which is like, isn't that appropriation of uh, my people coming up with that last name, Lightfoot, you little bitch? Little fucking Beetlejuice-looking motherfucker, you know? Where'd you get that last name? She ain't, She's not Indian. Um, you twat, you know, she's out there with her quote unquote wife. Again, I do not recognize same sex marriage. I do not. I will never do it. It just, but if you want to pretend that's on you, ain't on me, you know, she's, she's there with her quote unquote wife. And so and you could just feel the love. Now you can feel the hate. That's what it is. You can feel the, the Darth Vader force within the room as they celebrate Kwanzaa and you got fucking stupid Kamala Harris, Kamala, Camel Toe Harris, uh, who came out to do the same thing and same with, uh, dumbass Jill, Jill Biden. What a fucking evil twat she is too, isn't she? Um, but Kamala Harris came out to say that she used to celebrate Kwanzaa. No, you didn't. You lying bitch. What do you, do you really think I'm going to believe that you celebrated that, especially when you came out to say that you were smoking weed and listening to Tupac back in the day? Like, it's, you're just an opportunist. That's all you are. That's what Karanga or whatever his name was, right? Mr. I don't want to celebrate anything that has to do with any white person ever thing. That guy. Fucking, oh, these people. Just hate-filled. Well, you sound pretty negative, John. Yeah, I know. That's what happens when these fucking people come to the world and they spread their shit. Sometimes the smell gets on you. Um, but yeah, they came out to do that. The White House, the NFL, all these other people. Like, they, they don't... Uh, there's a lot of people who don't think that it's... They don't realize that it was only created in the 1960s. They believe that it's something that came from Africa. It didn't. It didn't. It did not come from Africa. It came from a guy who was angry at white people and was a fucking evil, violent piece of shit who was like, this is what I'll do for national recognition. And then it, and then it just popped up. Nobody celebrates it, by the way. Nobody really celebrates Kwanzaa. You know, they might have something in their house or whatever. Nobody celebrates it. No, there's not a lot of black people that celebrate Kwanzaa. Some of them know about it, but nobody celebrates that shit. And by the way, like, this is the thing that fucking pisses me off so much. You do realize that there are a lot of black Christians out there, right? There is a ton of black people who are Christian. Black people are very spiritual. 
whether they be Christian, there's some Jews, there's some people, some black people who converted over to Judaism, um, and there's a lot of black people who uh, are Muslim. It's just super fucking sad that the main Muslims, the Arabs, they hate black people. And again, this is something that isn't very well talked about. Like, out of all the things that they claim of white Christians and stuff like that, white straight Christian males or whatever, uh, all of that shit can absolutely be applied to Arab uh, Islam throughout history. And it would be 100% true throughout that entire timeline. Like, I'm telling you, dude, I lived with these people in Dearborn for years, well over a decade. I promise you, it is <laughs> it is that way. So anyway, um, where was I going all the time? Kwanzaa. It's a fucking joke. But again, if you want to believe in it, have at it. I don't think that there should ever be a, a legislation against you. Believe it. There's There cannot be thought thought legislation. You know, you just can't do it. But um, anyway... On to the next ridiculous story. Um, in fact, there was... Wasn't there another one? Next ridiculous story is this fucking swimmer. And then I'm going to talk about um, something that's pretty sad. So anyway, uh, this fucking swimmer, what's his dumb name? He's at University of Penn State. Oh, that's right there. Will Thomas. He is the dude that... Uh, he was like kind of, he, he swam for three years in men's. He was a man. I don't know if he was a gay man or a straight man or whatever, but, um, he was kind of, he was like moderately successful, uh, at swimming at the university of Pennsylvania, um, for the men's team. And then he took a year off and he came back as a transgender and dominated has dominated, I believe, every every meet that he's been at. The most the the one that went viral was the one that he beat everyone else, all the other women, by thirty eight seconds, which is huge. It's that is such a massive gap. I don't give a fuck how much negative testosterone or whatever shit you want to put in your body. It doesn't like swimming has so much to do with um, the skeletal system. It has it's why women like swimmers get nuts. They will shave their entire body, eyebrows and all. I don't know if they take off their eyelashes because it uh, any anything that's on your body can can cause what is it called drag? I think it is not drag queens, although this guy is. Um, but it will cause you to lose time because of the water press pushing against you as you're pushing forward, right? So that's why they try to get, I want to say the word is aerodynamic, but I don't think that that's correct. Listen, I'm not a fucking swimmer, okay? Uh, but I do know enough that I know I've, I've, listen, I've watched the Olympics, okay? I've heard this shit and they wear those fucking caps and those, those <laughs> like super, expensive uh, goggles and swim suits and all that shit. And then you also... So I was just listening to another thing where this lady came out and she was talking about how girls, when they... And how they like classify the different um, swimming uh, meets and stuff. You know, they all... The swimming... It's the swimming 
entity or whatever has always separated boys from girls, age classes and stuff like that. And especially because, you know, different at different ages, you, you have different um, hand-eye coordination, things like that, and, and different musculature, musculature to where uh, you need to separate the age groups and, and things to that effect. And especially boys versus girls. And, it's, and for girls, when they hit puberty, you know, they start developing breasts. Well, if your fucking eyebrows cause you to... Uh, cause drag. What do you think fucking titties are going to do? You know what I mean? So when girls hit puberty, they, uh, they also, their, their center of gravity changes where a boys never does. And they only get bigger and longer and strong. Oh, fuck. Can I get over? Yep. I sure can. Oh, 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 that was a solid white line. I shouldn't have done that. That was a big no, no, but I did it. Um, but yeah, boys don't ever have to experience that. And what this lady was saying is that basically when girls hit puberty, they have to learn, they don't really have to learn how to swim all over again, but they do have like an aspect to where they have to regain the form over in swimming right? Where boys don't ever have to experience it. And it is such a large gap between the two. And no matter what your quote unquote identity is, your, your skeleton, your skeleton doesn't change. Right. And so for this guy, it's much easier for him to go in there and whoop these girls asses than it is vice versa. And this is what I've been saying about this transgender, ridiculous, obnoxiously stupid debate. It should be non-existent. We should all say absolutely not. If you want to have a transgender fucking group of dudes that use that that think that they're women and then women that think that they're men, have at it. Go do your own thing. But now you're seeing that these women and hey ladies, liberalism is kind of more on your side. You need to fucking fix this before you get in trouble. Listen, you got me over here sitting here saying no. Absolutely not. This doesn't get to apply. When my daughter comes in to to doing stuff, I am going to lose my shit. It's not just going to be verbal. I might get fucking physical. And it's I'm not saying it's against kids and shit. Motherfucker, you go ahead and you tap me. See what the fuck happens. Honda, you cunt. Anyway, um, what is that? Like four people now that have almost went into my fucking lane? Not paying attention ass motherfuckers. But uh, I'd, I'd go after the other parents and I'd go after the people holding the meat or whatever the fuck the thing is. You know, the competition. Absolutely not. I'd make it. Dude, I'd be so... I will be, if this is the case, I will be so obnoxious about it that I'd go and find whoever came in lat, you know, next to the boy. I'd go and I'd fucking make it very obvious that they were the ones that won. You know, that they were the winner. Not even fucking recognize the boy or whatever. And that's what we need to do. I'm not saying that you need to go out and fight anybody, but we need to take steps like that to show, hey, you know what? Let's not even acknowledge these fucking boys in this shit where you have these stupid fucking groups and foundations or whatever the fuck they are um, who allow for this shit to happen. Tell them to go fuck off and then you and the rest of the parents go and you hold up the, the girl that came in after the boy or, or one after the boy or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? That's a way, Right? Now, it might hurt the boy's feelings. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I do. I, I really don't like to hurt, like, little kids' feelings and shit like that, especially when they got shitty parents that are that have caused this whole problem. But 
You know, it's it, you. Can, we cannot be throwing these little girls under the bus, and that's exactly what these people are doing. So, what I do want to predict, because this has happened every single time, I will predict. I will tell you now. Watch for this guy, this fucking tranny freak, whatever you want to call him. Watch him to lose. I think I've already talked about this, haven't I? Didn't I talk about this a couple episodes back? I apologize if I'm talking about it twice, but I did want to make my prediction that this motherfucker is going to lose a match on purpose because this is what they do. Not enough people are calling out this losing streak for all of these people. Fallon Fox lost on purpose. Fallon Fox was fucking this other person up and then all of a sudden she gets an arm bar on him. Get the fuck out of here, dude. That guy could have finished that match at any given point. Fallon Fox could have. But he knew, okay, if I show them that I can lose, then the argument is changed that women can beat men. No, they can't. They cannot. I'm sorry, ladies, but I'm not sorry. You are not built for competition like men. Certainly not physical competition in terms of fighting and shit like that. And obviously, swimming or tennis or football or baseball or basketball or soccer or any of it. Hockey, none of it. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to compete. You absolutely should. Women should be able to compete against women. If it's a co-ed thing where everybody understands and you have equal amount of men to women, that's another thing. I've played on co-ed teams throughout my life. You know, especially at like family parties and shit. You know, everybody who wants to play, you got co-ed teams, both sides. It's all fun and shit, you know. But when it's one boy or two boys that were mildly decent, when when competing against boys who all of a sudden realize, oh, dude, I can get some really good other shit over here by being a girl, which is what Fallon Fox did. It's what this fucking swimmer did. And then they go over and they fucking blow these women out of the water. Literally. Well, almost literally. (laughs) Somebody got blown out of the water. Um, That's an issue. It is an issue. And it certainly is here. And it's one that, I mean, dude, we are just falling so far out of normality. It's sickening. It really is. But it takes us to finally have enough and to stand up and say no. That's it. That's all it takes for us to go no. You're not doing this shit anymore. Absolutely not. And you don't have to get into a debate about it. I'm not going to debate somebody about trans tran anything. Fuck you. That's not what it is. A man cannot be a woman. I don't give a fuck who you've got on your side. I don't give two shits if you've got every scientist in the world saying, oh yeah, that's it. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. It's just like if somebody were to come out and say that you can breathe water. No, you can't. You can't breathe water. That's not how things are. You can't swim in rock. You know what I mean? But this has fingerprints all over it of the Illuminati. And we need to really normalize that idea that the Illuminati are there. Because there are so many people that fucking fall off. They just, oh no, they don't exist and they don't, no, no, no. They do. I've given you plenty of evidence to show that there is something out there. I mean, you've got fucking JFK out there. 
JFK out there. What am I saying? You've got JFK, who back in 1963, in his Meet the Press speech, was talking about the Illuminati themselves. Guess what happened? He ended up dead, right? He said he was going to expose them. He was going to come out and he was going to, uh, what do you say, something to the effect of like destroy the, the CIA and splinter them into so many pieces and basically dissolve them. Yeah, that's what needs to happen. Oh, it was the CIA that did it. It wasn't the Illuminati. Who do you think fucking controls all? Anyway, this has fingerprints of that all over it because they're turning everything upside down. This was a prophecy, by the way, in the, in the, uh, in the New Testament by Jesus Christ. Just to let you know, in case you want to go and read it. I would highly suggest that you do. You don't have to, but it would be good for you. And likewise, I would say read the entire Bible. That way you get the Torah in there. It's the Old Testament from Judaism, right? Also read the Quran. Yeah? Read all of these things. Read about Shinto. Read about Mayan and Aztec uh, beliefs. Native American beliefs. Read about all this shit. It's been around for a long time. Yeah? It's good stuff to know. So anyway. All right. I'm done ranting about the tranny swimmer who's a piece of shit. Um, all we got to do is stand up and say no. So, um, now I do need to talk about, um, one other thing, which is, uh, I want to acknowledge and recognize my buddy who I'm not going to name him. Um, but he passed away on Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Eve morning, actually. Um, this was one of my close friends. And I've known him for 20 years. I've talked about him before. Um, He was my liberal friend who uh, we started off uh, debating one another. We became friends by being enemies first. And uh, we really did. The first day that I met him, we debated. I remember our very first debate. It was about uh, dinosaur, I'm sorry, dinosaurs and the Catholic Church. And it went on for about a couple hours, (laughs) which was pretty average for me and him. Um, Went on for a couple of hours. This is when I first moved up to Michigan. Uh, One of my best friends, my cousin, uh, it was one of his best friends, right? And um, so every weekend, I would go over to my cousin's because he was the only friend I really had up here. Uh, He lived about 30, 40 minutes away from me. Um, So it was pretty easy for, you know, as soon as I got out of work on Friday, go over there, spend the night and then leave Sunday to get back so I could get to work on Monday. Um, well, every weekend I went over there, this guy was over there, this guy that I debated the first night. And, uh, you know, we started doing that every day. We'd debate almost not, it wasn't like constant, you know, it'd be like debates would come up and we'd debate for a half hour, or an hour or two hours, especially at night, especially when we were drinking or smoking weed. Um, but then, you know, we started playing video games together. We had that in common. We really liked playing video games. Um, we really enjoyed watching movies, you know, but he was kind of a liberal side of everything, you know, and I was on the not as liberal side of, or not liberal side of everything, you know, so we, that's just what we did. And this, we did this for like two years, almost every weekend drinking and debating. He taught me how to play Texas Hold'em. You know, and I'm, I'm very proud of that, that he taught me how to play that. I didn't know how to play before him. 
And he was like, all right, sit down and I'll teach you. And then when I started beating him, I remember one time I beat him with a, uh, a blind hand. I went in and I pissed him off so bad because I was betting how I was supposed to, you know, and he was betting how he was supposed to. And sure as shit, I beat him. <laughs> I beat him with a blind. I didn't look at my hand at all. And I fucking beat him and I pissed him off so bad. <laughs> that was good though, you know, um, and, uh, and that's just how it was. You know, we, I mean, we, some debates, man, we got, we never got fist. We never like fought or anything. You know, he was always somebody that I looked at as, all right, this is an example of how we can have the debate with the opposite people. And I'm not talking necessarily leftists. I'm not talking like the far left versus the far right. Those fucking people are nuts, right? They don't have any whatever in there. Um, any, any, any will of any sort that they would, uh, come together. But, you know, everybody else, I, I believe that you can. <clears throat> we also came together with Michigan football. You know, we, uh, we both, you know, he's, he was from, uh, Dearborn, um, area. And, you know, I was raised around Ann Arbor, uh, half raised, I guess. And, uh, you know, we both loved Michigan football, so we came together with that. We both suffered for t- fucking 20 years. Uh, you know, almost in our entire friendship of, you know, lackluster Michigan performance. Well, I guess 15 years, because we still had Lloyd Carr in there, and then we got Jim Harbaugh. And, and, and this year, you know, obviously they're, they're in the college football playoffs. Coming up, by the way, New Year's Eve, Michigan plays Georgia. Um, so we had a lot. We had some other things that, that brought us together and... and um, other things that we didn't let push us apart. And in fact, we even came together stronger on that, you know, in, in debating. And why I'm, I'm talking about this, one is because he was my friend. And this is my first close friend that I've ever lost. And it's, it's sad. It's really sad. Um, but another thing that I want to point out is you know him. You've heard him in me. In the things that I've talked about, the reason that I know so much about a lot of topics... And the reason that I approach it from certain angles is because of him. Because he challenged me. And he didn't like come out to go, I challenge you to do this. No, no, no. Through debating, he challenged me um, to know my shit better. To debate better. You know, to approach things. And not only that, changed my mind on some things. Because like I said, I used to support the war in Iraq. Right? I debated him back there, then on those. And on George Bush and things like that. So, you know... Um, I'm not saying necessarily I just changed my mind on, on, uh, because of him, but he certainly challenged me to that point where it was like, I can't defend these things, right? I have to take a step back. I have to look at these things from this point of view. Yeah. And so that's why I say that, you know, him because you've heard him in me, you've heard me, you know, make the claims that I've made and give the, the, uh, my side on research and, and things like that because of him. And I miss this guy. I just miss him, you know, and you really do. And, uh, I, I've always had a, a hard time crying for people. I didn't know why. Oh, there was almost an accident. I've always had a hard time crying for people at, at funerals. I never understood it. I, I always thought like, fuck, is this why I like Dexter so much? Because I feel like I'm him, you know, outside of, you know, murdering people, murdering serial killers. Um, 
usually like right at the funeral, that's when I lose my shit. That's when the fucking waterfall of emotion and all that other stuff comes through and I start crying like a baby. But I've ne- I've like prior to it, if I hear that somebody died, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't register usually. I can't believe it. I'm not there. I'm not there to see it. You know, there's no closure or whatever. Um, but, you know, with losing a close friend of mine, it instantly hit me. I still had that kind of feeling of like, oh shit, you know, like I didn't know how to handle it, but, and I haven't, I haven't, he hasn't had the funeral yet, Um, we'll hopefully find that out here pretty soon, Um, but uh, I've cried for my friend, I miss him, you know, and uh, a big part that even starts to get me choked up now is um, two Halloweens ago. I was out by his house. I found a place uh, to take my son to his first haunted house. And uh, it was right over by his. And I called him up and said, hey, man, you want to go? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, he showed up. And I was, I thought, you know, this would be cool because, you know, now my son isn't just going to have his dad to hide behind. He's going to have me and my friend. And he did. And it was funny, you know, going through. And he felt, my, my son certainly felt safer you know, having both of us and, and, and okay to, you know, laugh at, at certain parts and not really have to be so scared. Um, the thing that made me crack, uh, choke up was, uh, he, after everything, you know, we went over to his house and played some video games because my son is just like his dad. And, uh, he took me aside and he goes, you know, you, you did good and you've got a good boy there. And that just made all the difference in the world, you know, having a friend, recognize that and just I don't know it's just something about it makes me uh makes me really happy to to have had him as a friend and uh, I wanted to uh recognize him because um it's gonna it's it's gonna be hard to to go on and not be able to just call him up and and talk to him because you know I love this guy and uh we 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 thoroughly enjoyed like Having having a liberal <laughs> that you're going to debate, I thoroughly enjoyed having him next to me and 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 fucking arguing. <laughs> um, then and and him being equally as as happy to have me there to to um, argue his standpoints because we made each other better in that sense. Um, than some other people in our lives that we maybe agreed on more stuff with or whatever. And it's not like a diss on the people that I agreed with. It's just, you know, we were friends. And that's what happens when you have friends. And, um, you know, especially in such a way uh, that, you know, now you're going to miss them when, he's, when they're gone. And I do. I went up and saw him twice at the hospital. I think I had talked about him a little bit. Um, he had gotten depressed. And, uh, you know, when you see in TV shows and stuff people that say, oh, you know, I wish I would have called them more. I wish I would have done this more. Uh, I certainly feel that, you know, and, and, um, I wish I would have recognized him being depressed more. I wish I would have ran over there and been like, Hey man, I'm here to help. Um, I think his depression, I, I, I think it had to do with him not being able to have kids. I think that's where it came. And I think, uh, and that happened this year. I think is when he found out and, um, you know, I knew he would, he would want to, uh, be a dad and stuff like that. So I think that that's probably where it came in. He was, uh, he was drinking pretty heavily. He went to alcohol. Oh, what the hell? I didn't even get a chance to go. 
Fucking blinking yellow light? I didn't even get a right green light. Anyway. Um, how late am I going to be? Oh, just a couple minutes. But yeah. Um, got up to the hospital. First time, it was only for a couple of minutes because it took some time for me to even get up there because of the stupid fucking COVID rules. Bullshit. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, people who freak out over nothing um, for causing me. I mean... Oh shit, I'm right in the crosswalk. Give me a green light. Give me the green light. Give me the green light. Give it to me, you fuckers. Sorry. I'm sorry I'm in your crosswalk. Ah, I apologize. I didn't mean to pull up so far. Fuck, I am in... Oh, here we go. Green light. Fuck off. <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, I didn't get to spend that much time with him that time. I had to go. But, and then the second time I showed up, he, uh, he was kind of sleepy and, um, and having a, it looked like a harder time breathing. We all thought he was going to make it out of everything. His, uh, his liver was shutting down and so, and it blew up and same with his uh, kidneys. He was having some end stage renal failure and stuff like that. And we thought he was going to pull out, um, and then I just got the call on New Year's Eve that he had passed. And it was like, it's devastating. You know, really fucking sad. So I'm sure some of you out there probably uh, know what it's like. And it's not fun. You know, it's life, I guess. But I just wanted to acknowledge him. Oh, fuck. I pulled it pulled it in the wrong spot. Lovely. Just wanted to acknowledge to acknowledge him because he deserves it and uh you know I thank him for um for being my friend so that's it but this is uh I hope not to get too negative um I really want to uh celebrate his uh his life and and the the good that he uh he did put out there and he did um you know and uh and tell you I hope that you had a a good Christmas so um, till next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal, even though my friend was liberal and I loved him. So, all right.